0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts.
1: And I am Icarus. No, I am Colin Parker, and I'm your other host. And on this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Colin? Yes, James?
0: We've reached the last time. Yes? Of the Eternals. The last time, before the time when we are in the normal time times.
1: Well, something about that doesn't sound right.
0: Is it the number of times I said time times?
1: Maybe I think I think it's just simply the idea that there's times of times, mm-hmm. and it's like the the king of kings, the times. I of like times. I like that. Um, and the New York Times why don't you was tell truly me a the bit... times of times. <laughs> it was the times of times. It was the time of times. <laughs> Uh, and time is weird. So James, tell me about why this time is weird.
0: Uh, we are in the year fifteen twenty one, which means we've made another. We've made a leap of eleven hundred 1100 years, eleven hundred twenty one years. In fact, Whoa. Um, so much has happened. So many episodes of Timeline Scavengers.
1: It's crazy that in just four hundred and ten years, we're gonna have sixty seven episodes about nineteen
0: thirty one. You know, crazy and great, and crazy and great. So. Uh, You are going to uh, turn your Eternals uh, to the dial of 35 minutes and 5 seconds. And you're going to leave it there until 38 minutes and 28 seconds. And it's going to be tough because it's going to end on an Angelina Jolie lying down transition. Mm -hmm. So if you want to save this episode and the next one to listen to back to back because you can't Mm -hmm. stand to turn off the the AJ as as she Mm -hmm. has asked me to call her. Um, I would understand. So here's what happens in this, in this portion of the, of the, in the here's what happens in this scene. In 1521, the Spanish invasion on the Azp- Aztec capital of Tenochtitlan runs concurrently with an attack from the last of the deviants. Druig begins to take over the minds of the conquistadors, but Ajax stops him saying that they must let the humans fight their wars. Druid counters by saying that this isn't war, but genocide, and that maybe Fastos shouldn't have helped them advance in technology. Fastos argues that it is part of their evolutionary process, the, uh, all the while the Conquistadors are firing their guns at the Aztec people. Um, the arguing and the gunfire triggers Thena's Modwiri, which causes her to momentarily turn on her allies, only to be stopped by Gilgamesh. We're going to start with a very, 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 very little Avengers Ensemble.
1: Avengers Ensemble.
0: The Aztec child that almost gets completely wrecked by the statue falling on him is played by a a young actor named Orson Rosenberg, and it's their first ever credit. So good job.
1: Oh, hey, that's exciting. Welcome,
0: Orson Rosenberg. We look forward to seeing you in Eternals 4. Um so then the uh the soundtrack is playing uh Ramin Djawadi's uh Remember track from the Eternal soundtrack. Um I remember. You remember <laughs> Ramin Djawadi remembers. Um and <laughs> now let's talk about uh Conquest. Um okay. So, first of all, Tenochtitlan was a large Mexica altipedal in what is now the historic center of Mexico City. The exact date of the founding of the city is unclear. The date of March 13, 1325 was chosen in 1925 to celebrate the 600th anniversary of the city. My favorite type of, of like anniversary is when you're like, how about today, but thought, 600 years ago. Yeah, how about ago, today, yeah. Like, um, the city was built on an island in what was then Lake Texacoco in the Valley of Mexico. The city was the capital
1: for, for you, Glen Texacoco.
0: Very nice. Sorry. Or Glenn Coco, uh, in the Valley of Mexico. The city was the capital of the expanding <laughs> Aztec empire in the 15th century until it was captured by the Spanish in 1521. And we're back to where we are. Um, the Tenochtitlan scene in the film seems to be a land-based city, while historical Tenochtitlan was a relatively small island in a huge lake uh, connected by a system of bridges. So I'm, I'm reading that from the IMDb uh, goofs section. Uh-huh. The other thing is the film's version of Tenochtitlan is shown to have five identical copies of the Templo Mayor, which in real life was a unique structure equivalent to the cathedral of a European city so
1: yeah here's a question though yeah is it that is it is now unique because the others were destroyed
0: i think that imagine a european city Mm. where they built five cathedrals and i want i'm sorry you
1: mean like most places that just have a shitload of churches
0: no 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 no, 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 you're not hearing me not churches sorry cathedrals
1: isn't a cathedral just a church
0: nope it's not colin um
1: <laughs> shows shows how religious so this man is. What is
0: anywhere? I, th- I believe Jesus said, and we're recording this on April sixteenth, twenty twenty two, which is mm-hmm. for the me thirty eight minutes before Easter.
1: The same for me. I'm on the East Coast. Oh, right, right
0: that's right. Um, weird. So we saw each other yesterday. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like it was yesterday. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so Jesus said, a church is anywhere where two or more people are gathered in His name. But a cathedral is literally like yo. What if we showed off all of our architectural and structural constructive like innovations and technologies in one thing over the course of like 35 to 40 years?
1: So all cathedrals are churches, but not all churches
0: are cathedrals. All cathedrals were at one point intended to be churches and not vice versa. Cause like there are cathedrals right. now that aren't, used for services I would imagine because they're historical landmarks and stuff but like mm. the National like Cathedral the is Dame? a uh, I guess I mean you know actually I guess they are all churches I, I can't think of, mm. a, of a thing where they're I'm assuming that there are some places that are this was a cathedral but we don't do it anymore because what if it falls in on us or whatever Um, so yeah a cathedral you wouldn't build five of them because
1: okay fair that's fair
0: yeah it would be a, a use of Resources that would be uh, draining, uh, to say the least. We've ah, t- we've fair. talked about. Um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> okay. In 1940, which will have started to come out, or will be out, or something. Time is weird. We talked about Haley Atwell having been in the mini series of Pillars of the Earth. Sure. And Pillars of the Earth. The s- the structure upon which that plot is built. <laughs> is mm-hmm. the construction of a cathedral in a French in a French town. And basically like oh, okay. one of the main guys is like a Mason and the other another guy's like a architectural a genius Tucker. and all that stuff. What's oh, that? sorry.
1: One of them is uh, a he, Mason, one of them is a Tucker. Cute. One of them is a Jordan Reed.
0: And one of them was killed by a fierce wild beast. Um that's an all Saints Day hymn joke. Welcome <laughs> to Church Talk, Church Line Scavengers. Um bun, where James just bun, talks bun. and Colin wishes it was draws on the program. Um, right. (laughs) Right. I interpreted that as like a tie, like a draw on the program, like our show. And, uh, neither of those words are the things that he meant. Um, so, so yeah, it would, it's basically this person is like, they copy pasted to fill Mm. out the, whoa, look at this empire, how it's on fire. But someone who knows it is like, yeah, that's the same house on fire five times, guys. And listen, I get it, but. Yeah, it's like the same White House on fire five times in Washington, D.C.
1: So, oh, careful. That's going to get you on a list. Um, so.
0: It's like it. It's a simile. You can't go to jail for something. Uh, oh, hold on. There's someone at the door.
1: Secret <laughs> service. Uh, no. Similes uh, are not part of the. Oh. So, here's a question, though, which yeah. it would be. This is probably one of the first and most, like, I don't want to say egregious because that doesn't sound like the right word, but this is one of the heaviest inaccuracies of history we've seen for
0: Marvel so far, right? Yeah, I would say yes.
1: Because at this point, things have been either pretty on point or like we could see where maybe they might be interpreting some things. Right a little differently or like just shifting out a little bit so that it fits a literal like superhero world kind of thing. Right. Um, but like, this is like an actual, like, hi, this is just simply not what that town looked like.
0: I mean, I think there's one that we didn't talk about in the first scene of the Eternals before they head down to the planet where Icarus introduced himself. I am Icarus where like, Mm -hmm. Hey listener, maybe we did talk about it because uh, maybe we did talk about it because I remember being delighted by someone was like, at this point in time, africa that part of Africa that we can see was not uh, desert but grassland, and this stuff was not there in that. Yeah.
1: If we did talk about it, it's now been so long ago that yeah. I've forgotten it.
0: Yeah, both in terms so of— So it's
1: interesting again.
0: Yeah. So you know? I think that, that's, a, that's a different kind of inaccuracy mm-hmm. where it's just like we're going for do you recognize it.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, it would be hard to recognize because, like, it's the same thing as looking up at, like, the night sky in, like, a movie or a TV show. Like, uh-huh. you're not going to be able to remember exactly what that day looked like. Even if you could go back, like, God, I don't know, like, 2,000 years, right? I you remember You couldn't remember that what day. the night sky. I remember every night. I had night.
0: pizza that day. It was delicious. And I dipped it in ranch. Oh, my God. It and was... then I realized I was lactose intolerant. And 2,000 years later, I'm still paying for it. That's why I'm so grumpy all the time.
1: Hey, listener, if you're not sure what that means, tune in in 12 years and we'll get to it.
0: <laughs> all right. So, hey, let's talk about the fall of Tenochtitlan. Tenochtitlan. Okay. It was, um, as I said, the capital of the Aztec Tem- Az- It was the capital of the Aztec Empire. And so its fall was a decisive event in the Spanish conquest of the empire. Uh, it occurred in 1521 following extensive manipulation of local factions and exploitation of pre-existing political divisions by Spanish conquistador Hernan Cortes. I know how to pronounce Hernan because of Shades. Which one? The guy in, um, in uh, Luke, Cage? Luke Cage?
1: Was it Shades? Yeah, there's, there's Shades, shades yeah, yeah. is in that. Yeah. His
0: real name was Hernan. Um, oh, okay. So uh, he was aided by indigenous allies, which blew my mind and his interpreter and companion, La Malinche. Although numerous battles were fought between the Aztec Empire and the Spanish-led coalition, which was composed mainly of Teoxeltec men, it was the siege of Tenochtitlan that directly led to the downfall of the Aztec civilization and marked the end of the first phase of the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire. The Aztec population was devastated by, at the time, by a high mortality due to smallpox, due to a smallpox epidemic, which killed much of its leadership. Because smallpox had been endemic in Asia and Europe for centuries, the Spanish had developed an acquired immunity and were affected relatively little in the epidemic. The conquest of Mexico was a critical stage in the Spanish colonization of the Americas. With this conquest, Spain gained substantial access to the Pacific Ocean. Through that, the Spanish Empire could finally achieve its original oceanic goal of reaching the Asian markets. So far, I've talked about how uh, they used indigenous allies and also smallpox to win this thing. But the thrust of this scene is that it was largely guns. So let's. That's talk- interesting, because
1: there was a different type of thrust in scenes just two scenes ago. Uh-huh,
0: but still a loaded gun. <laughs> so um, let's talk about Not guns. Not shooting
1: blanks on either. Sorry. We that's, don't know that. Yikes.
0: Um, ooh, ooh. Although well, technically, we I guess he is, it, right? Because androids, yeah. Right, right. Um, do androids- shooting data packets.
1: Download this upload.
0: <laughs> Except my transfer. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about guns. As Is a- your airdrop
1: on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Always. Um, For you? (laughs) Only for (laughs) contacts. Oh, there's contacts, baby. Um, (laughs) On the rocks. All right. So, um, and then I put here, I put a quote from uh, Fastos, which says, technology is a part of their evolutionary uh, process. So it says, while Cortez traveled around Mesoamerica, the Aztecs were hopelessly dealing with a new threat, smallpox. Perhaps started by a fallen Spaniard during the night retreat from the city, the disease struck the city hard. All of Mesoamerica was hit with roughly 40% of the native population succumbing to the disease or simply of starvation from being unable to gather food or feed themselves. Death rates in the city would have been even higher with half or more of the city falling to the new European disease. While the Spanish were not immune, they had less of a chance of catching the disease and lower mortality rates as well. Likely due to this epidemic, the Aztecs waited behind the causeways of their city rather than going on another offensive. Cortez knew that with his limited numbers, he needed to contain the Aztecs and fight them where he wanted to. So he needed to contain the causeways and the surrounding lake. I think it was like he had like 10,000 men and they had like 3 million or something. Like it was, he's like, we are going to lose unless, oops... Everyone cuts their smallpox.
1: Oops, we accidentally did biological warfare. <laughs> we
0: hey, look innovation. Um, after ta- Geneva, who <laughs> instead of instead of uh, guns firing, it's just a whole bunch of Spaniards walking around coughing. After I'm taking go. the causeways, the aqueducts leading into the city were destroyed, leaving the Spaniards leaving the Spaniards with ample fresh water and the city with almost nothing, as Lake Texcoco was brackish, which means super duper salty. Um. The far superior weapons and armor of the Spaniards, especially the crossbows, which arguably played a larger role than the firearms, were instrumental in their victory. In many accounts, the greatest fear of the Spanish was that they might slip and fall down in battle, as that was the only real way they were dragged away and sacrificed. Oh, by the way, every time a Spaniard was, like, captured by the Aztecs, they were immediately taken to the top of a pyramid and uh, sacrificed to the gods.
1: Good lord.
0: Yeah. Um... So that is from the article uh, "How Cortez Captured the Mighty Tenochtitlan with a Thousand Spaniards, with a Thousand Spaniards and Smallpox and a Hundred Thousand Natives and Guns," which is a fantastic title um, by William McLaughlin. I know, but the third "and" is what brings it back around for me. That's fair. Yeah. So that's all history. Let's talk fake stuff for a sec. Let's talk mod weary. Um, both in yep. in the film and in comics, and again, this will not contain spoilers, uh, as I was suddenly worried right before we recorded. So in the movie, mod weary was a psychological affliction that Eternal suffered from that Eternal suffered from as a result of the vast amounts of memories they acquired due to their immortality. This affliction led to the suffering Eternal forgetting when exactly they were in time, making them potentially dangerous to others around them. With Thena becoming the notable Eternal who suffered the notable eternal who suffered from the condition. And I wrote in parentheses here, it's sort of like in the movie, it's like PTSD where she's like seeing flashbacks and, and, and sort of having sort of hallucinatory. Right. And
1: like not always being able to discern reality of like, who's actually an ally. Things like that.
0: Like, like how you You hear about like uh, veterans and fireworks having right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, it does make me question though. Like they didn't know that they were robots slash androids or whatever. Are we however, we're just
0: gonna we're just gonna go ahead and
1: I guess. I mean, at yeah. this point, you know, we're we we do have the spoiler alert tag up already. Fair enough. You know fair, what enough I mean? fair enough. Fair so enough. we're saying like, you know, if you're listening, you you should have seen it by now. Sure. Okay. Um
0: so basically I think it is we what have I said, but it's also but like, they it's were weird. out of free memory space.
1: Yeah, it's like it's weird though to me that like none of them seem to know. Right. That's like, hmm, hey, wait a minute. You're having literal like a a lack of memory and she's like i can she literally says i can reset you and Mm -hmm. no one seems to think like oh wait a minute i wonder what that means like literally wiping away the memories right like well that it's like listen it's still the same firmware to be clear but like Yeah, it is going to be a different operating system, probably, I think, somehow. I don't know how that works.
0: They they unplugged Thena without actually ejecting her, and so it caused all sorts of problems.
1: You know what's funny is we made that joke in the sex episode, and we talked about how it corrupted the information on the dongle. Oh, And then you were like, I was going to make a dongle joke,
0: too. Dongle is the sexiest uh, computer word.
1: I mean, for sure it is. I mean, like, hanging dongle? Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
0: Oh, no. Am I hanging dongle? Okay, so in the comics—
1: i wish wait what
0: what um hang in with mr (laughs) dongle all right um in the comics mod weary or eternal madness is what they called it Mm -hmm. was an illness resulting from the eternals extreme longevity due to the eternals still possessing a human mind they could be driven mad by centuries of knowledge and memories being acquired over time the disease Mm -hmm. typically took centuries to take hold and drive an eternal mad although it could take hold faster The only way to cure an eternal of this illness was to kill them and then revive them from their last safe genetic backup. Um, Mm -hmm. So I put here: this is more like senility.
1: A little bit like, yeah, I was gonna say uh, it reminded me a lot of like Alzheimer's Alzheimer's, in a way, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Uh, like it's like Alzheimer's slash dementia. Yeah, for sure. It's
0: it's like it's not you had a traumatic event. It's like listen, you've just been around. For yeah, a long your for, your computer's been for on for two time. weeks, Colin. You just have to yeah. you gotta reset. Like just shut yeah, it. Yeah,
1: sometimes you really do, yeah. yeah, for
0: sure. Um, so those are the two the differences in how Mod Weary presents in the film and in comics. Yeah. And that are those are all my notes on the first scene from 1521. Colin, I would love Perfect. it. If you would download onto my, you know, mind the listers, albeit very corrupted Uh, memory, some social media.
1: Yeah, you know, something that you could download is episodes of another show, actually. Uh, And so I would like to recommend to you today to go download a couple episodes of the show Spooky Spouses. Um, Spooky Spouses is a show about Jordan and Lindsay Reed, a lovely couple married, obviously, spooky spouses who live out in Ohio and they share all sorts of of spooky and delightful stories uh, for each other for the first time, along with you, the listener, and of course, for their dog, Molly. Uh, So once again, that's Spooky Spouses. You can check them out online. You can go to Spooky Spouses' uh, page on the Scavengers Network website, which is scavengersnetwork.com, and take a listen to new episodes uh, right there. And then from there, you can find them on whatever podcast app that you use of your choice. Other than that, thank you so much for listening to this show, Timeline Scavengers. Uh, And we will see you all on the next episode dealing with the fallout of this moment
0: here. Mm.
1: As always, I'm Colin Parker.
0: I'm James Anderson. Excelsior! This world is a peaceful one. Plains, mountains, swamps, pines, cicadas sing, rivers flow, magic thrums through the air, and all of it's surrounded by a single massive wall, as ancient as history itself. So, you know, not that ancient. Thanks to the loss, prehistoric ain't all that long ago. Oh well, life is good, and assuming you don't mind the looming thread of a mysterious skeletal society.
1: Side character quest, a D&D adventure, one player at a time.
0: Some worlds need a hero. This one eh, might need a bit more than that.
1: The Scavengers Network.
0: Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.